Hi, this is Alexandra Sokol from IDH Podcast. Today we talk with Ruel Messi, Chief Investment Officer at IDH, about the newly launched FarmFit Fund. We will talk about how the FarmFit Fund tries to create systemic change in smallholder finance. We will look at the long-term goals and at some of the challenges. But first, I asked Ruel Messi about his background and what brought him to IDH. I've been working in development finance for 17 years now, as um, many as part of a larger organization, uh, SMO, the Dutch Development Bank. But I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial, more innovative. Started out for myself. Came to the conclusion that it's not so much me because I don't have any colleagues and not working in an organization. But at the same time, I want to do things which are, you know, beyond the beaten path, uh, new things combining development with finance in a kind of innovative new way, but it should be financially sustainable. Um, I don't like uh, giving money away, but like to go further in making development investable. So this came along in the spring. Didn't know IDH because IDH is a partnership with FMO, but not so well. And after I had a meeting with Joost and with Steven, um, I was sold. I thought, this is great because on one hand, it's very innovative, very entrepreneurial. You get a lot of space to do things yourself, to achieve something. But at the same time, you're working in an inspiring organization. And there is a clear goal, something not easy, but it's a clear goal to achieve. The challenge here is to make smallholder finance uh, investable. And there are many unknowns here. The lessons here are uh, for a large part still to be learned. I think one thing is that up front um, you should be extremely strict in your um, criteria and your assessment, also assuming that things will not go uh, as planned. Uh, And in every financing deal you build, you should build in sufficient room for, let's say, adversity things that are not going as you uh, think they will go. Um, so flexible financing structures uh, is, uh, is an important uh, important one. And I think also um, bring some commerciality to, to the thing because now, and that is going to be a challenge because right now we have worked on a couple of uh, transactions which are very nice, very well structured. But the input of IDH, bringing in grant money as a first loss, we do it for free. And that's actually the opposite of how it should be done. Because the rule is that the money which has the highest risk is also rewarded the most, right? So I think as a start, that is useful. But you have to turn this around. That's important because otherwise... um, smallholder finance will never be um, sustainable, financially sustainable, when you continue to give money away and make the money which has the highest risk, the lowest paid. So these are steps we have to uh, have to make and obviously also have to uh, bring the other stakeholders along. And bankers will understand it, but now they have been spoiled so far by us. By us. Uh, obviously, we need the investors in the fund let's say the big, big brands, we need traders, local financial institutions. But I think it may also be a bit broader than that. For instance, other parties we may need in order to structure away risks, like foreign currency. We're talking, we could 
think about insurance solutions in order to, to, to build an ecosystem which is suitable to serve smallholders. So I think that the ecosystem we can build is actually comprised of, 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 of many players. If, if everybody plays their role and makes a contribution and we can also scale it and, and in, in the sense that we can develop solutions which are applicable yeah, almost on a sort of global basis or across emerging markets, then we'll create efficiency. And then um, it is more likely that we will succeed. So that's extremely valuable that we have this because making smallholders investable requires a lot of preparation uh, in the field, on the ground, with the partners. Analysis, obviously, uh, because this is a new area in which not many successes have been uh, recorded. It also means that, of course, when investing, we need to uh, monitor and record lessons learned and, and collect data in order to share them with the market and make this uh, like a broader approach than just IDH and the FarmFit Fund. We have a first loss as the FarmFit Fund, so the highest risk money, and then we crowd in commercial investors, commercial banks, for instance. So they want to lend to projects or to clients where we take this high risk. And these banks get a guarantee for half of their loans from USAID. So that means that the bank, that there's first a buffer from the fund. So let's say there's a buffer of 20% from the fund and a partner. Suppose that the losses will exceed the 20%, then half of those losses will be covered by USAID. That means that the likelihood of a loss is not reduced by USA, that's reduced by the fund, but the amount of the loss is reduced uh, by, by USA. So that means that being de-risked from two sides, so by likelihood and amount, means that yeah, banks are more likely to step in and also uh, charge lower interest rates, which of course is very nice in this stage, uh, but in, in, in the end also for USAID it applies that in 10 years from now, the, let's say the FarmFit 2 fund, which is going to be launched in 2030 or something, um, doesn't need that anymore. Uh, interest rates are based on risk. And when you collect data and the risk is lower than first assumed, you can assume that interest rates will will drop, right? It will get better for the farmers. But for that, it is needed to build track records for the smallholder farmers. So looking at the future as a follow-up fund to FarmFit, the FarmFit 2 fund will be more like a commercial fund that we also demonstrate, okay, we can do it on a commercial basis and we actually realize good returns for the, for the investors. So that always say, okay, no, we don't do it and we leave that to the market and we start introducing other funds out of IDH, doing basically the same thing, but not on the, on the smallholder finance, but we do it in other areas, maybe in, in apparel or something, or just an example, uh, where it is very difficult in order to make an investable case now where lenders stay away, but we are the, the catalyst to do so. The fund could help this company by first helping to develop a business model which works for the company and at the same time for the smallholders and do that in a way that it has a good risk profile, risk return profile. I think that's, that's the first step, development of a business model. Second step 
is that when we come to the conclusion that indeed this business model is investable, the fund will provide financing, let's say high risk financing, and with the high risk financing, together with this company, we can attract commercial investors. The biggest risk of the fund will be finding insufficient deals. The generating pipeline is very important because a hundred million fund seems to be fairly small, but because the fund has uh, the objective of uh, mobilizing other investors. So uh, one euro of, of, of the fund has to translate in at least five euros to the client or to the end user. So that means that the 100 million will translate into 500 million. And that is a lot of money to invest in the smallholder space according to models you see in the market now. So I think that is the biggest risk. And in, over, in order to overcome this risk, um, there's only one way, and that is to uh, forge partnerships with companies or financial institutions who have the outreach to smallholders. That's the only way. And then we can build something that is really big. Um, we're not giving it away to banks, but uh, we're using it to uh, make banks uh, comfortable. And if we do our job right, also the money which we invest will come back. And sometimes it will not come back and sometimes we will make a, a profit but on balance we should keep our money intact so it's not given to anyone the only thing which will uh, be done is that banks run less risk and therefore um, are willing to invest and are willing to charge lower interest rates that's uh, that so do we help them yes um, but they need to be helped in order to step into the space of smaller finance. Otherwise, nothing would happen, right? But there's not anything given away. It is a, it's a, it's a business transaction. We'll, the fund will also charge for this high-risk money that, uh, that we invest. Maybe we'll not charge as much as would be justified um, from a yeah, financial perspective. But, you know, we will create a return, which, um, which is also needed in order to absorb the costs of, of running the fund. Want to know more about the FarmFit Fund and FarmFit Business Support? Visit our website, ideasustainabletrade.com slash farmfit.